welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 26th of October and this week we've got pumpkins, Michael's got a nice Halloween roundup, but first, here's... is Jen in yet? I saw her earlier. She's, uh... See, I, I, um... Jen! Sorry, 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 I'm late, sorry, I'm late. I don't seem to be able to walk very fast today. Um, yes, I'm kicking off with the Oxford Ceramics Fair, which is in St Edward's School. That's on this weekend, uh, Saturday 10 till 5.30 and Sunday 10 till 4.30. And the tickets are £6 for adults or uh, under 16s free, wheelchair users free but limited disabled access. Um, so, I don't know if, uh, like, like me, if you're addicted to all the Bake Off spin-offs, <laughs> then you may have seen The Great Pottery <sighs> Throwdown. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> Which was lovely. Um, partly lovely, I think, because it was the male judge who kept bursting into tears every time everything yeah. was beautiful, and the woman <laughs> judge was quite sort of fearsome and, and yeah. strict. Um, yeah, so come and further your interest with the Oxford Ceramics Fair, which has 60 leading potters. Uh, you can buy their work, but you can also chat to them, have a look at how they do things. There's some lectures, there's some demonstrations. Um, yeah, looks like a sort of encouragement for other people to get involved, as well as some really rather beautiful pottery that I suspect you'll fall for if you're not careful. And weep openly <coughs> at the beauty of it. Are yeah, you, are you okay yeah. <laughs> Just like tickle. No, oh, have some water. Oh, uh, one of the exhibitors uh, is um, Reports are coming in that the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living. The so-called undead have been spotted in cities across the UK, including London, Manchester, Glasgow, Bristol and Oxford. The government have advised that you do not approach the so-called undead, as this will lead to infection or death. We hope to have more on this story as it develops. Oh, sorry about that interference there. Uh, not quite sure what's going on. I think it's a problem with the microphone. lines today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, on to our Halloween events section now, and be prepared for things to take an altogether more terrifying turn. <laughs> or just uh, have fun, take it as an excuse to dress up, look silly, and decorate fruit. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, there's a couple of things happening at Oxford Castle this week. Um, so already happening and going on till Sunday the 30th. Um, it's pumpkin carving all day. Their opening hours are 11 to 4 by the way. It's for kids but you know you can go along as well. And yes, allow them to be messy at half term but do so in other people's uh, <laughs> spaces so they don't have to <laughs> carve stuff at home and leave pips everywhere. Um, so that will be fun. Also happening at the castle um, on Saturday and Sunday. Trick or treat. Some um, particularly scary trick or treating. I mean, it's 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 scary enough when you don't know why I'm like just annoyed your neighbours are going to be. Mm. But imagine going in Oxford Castle when you get to knock on cell doors and aren't sure what spooky surprises lie behind. Um. But what, however frightening the people behind the doors might be, they'll probably be giving you sweet uh, treats. So there's a good incentive to uh, to dress up and go and be slightly frightened. That's Saturday and Sunday, 5 to 7pm. Also, oh goodness, on Monday. Uh, it's also happening on, on Monday uh, after school at 4.30. That's £5 per child and one adult free. Also on Saturday at the Oxford Centre for Innovation. Spooky Science. Saturday Ooh. Science Club. 
or it's not Jupiter, it's spooky seance, I don't know. No, <laughs> science. Um, in the discovery zone of the Center for Innovation, where you can go and create glowing slime and ectoplasm and grow monsters. I don't know how you grow monsters, but that's one of the activities they suggest. But, wow. So like those things you put in water and they become a <laughs> thing. Yeah, or flowers or, or tiny... A plant a monster. Like seed monkeys. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe it's like seed monkeys. Yeah. Create life, like Frankenstein. <laughs> um, so that's sounds fun and entertainingly vague. Um, at, that's their Halloween celebration. It's for ages five to twelve. Um, on Saturday sessions are from um, an hour and a half each, from ten, twelve thirty, and two thirty. Things for grown-ups. Um, back at the castle, although their truth or dare tour is a little more grown up than the other one. It's basically if you're at secondary school or above, you know, it's mm. it's good for you as well. Um, and that's where you get a guided tour of their atmospheric buildings and have a look around the castle quarter, um, learning about the executions and the roaming spirits who are wandering around still in their historic environs. The tours have been happening um, on Thursdays this month, so it's happening tomorrow um, on Thursday and next Monday, 31st at 7.30. £15, £12 concessions to be guided around by a ghoulish character. Slightly more grown-up variation on the science club thing. George's Marvellous Medicine for grown-ups at the Story Museum <laughs> is happening this Friday night. At, um, where you can do Halloween-inspired colour magic. Huh? What's that? Go find out, please. Um, <laughs> Glow-in-the-dark tricks. Ooh. This sounds like a, a kind of black light version of what, what they were doing before. Dry ice experiments and make potions. Are they cocktails? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. And you're um, invited, nay, ordered to dress up. Uh, it's for over 18s only. So I imagine the potions are probably tasty and uh, maybe alcoholic. Um, if you do want to dress up but it's a bit too late, organise your own party. There's a few parties going on. Um, in town and beyond <coughs> parties happening in pubs and inns all over the show with prizes for best costume including at the Bear Inn this Saturday from 8.30 to midnight um, Will everyone they, go as a bear? They Better <laughs> <laughs> be a scary bear um, Are there any terrifying bears? I've heard of lots of people being eaten by bears recently but mm. um, um, Must be those bears. I don't know if they're traditionally Halloween. Allow your imagination to run wild. If you don't win their amazing voucher for prizes, then you can still have donut races and apple bobbing and mummy wrapping and presumably just wrapping people in toilet paper, I hope. Mm. Slightly closer to our home, uh, Halloween party at the Bear and the Bean on Friday from 7.30 to 11.30. Cool. It's a kind of Cockney rhyming slang. It's called the Flat White of the Living Dead. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what they did there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the Bear and the Bean is quite um, cosy as, a, as a venue for hmm. it's, party. It's going to be cosy um, in a nice way. You're again compelled to dress mm. up, and they have live music from horror pop slash punk slash Scooby Doo what band slash. I'm emphasising the slashes. Those meddling kids. You can see why they named them after Scooby Doo. Uh, okay. Um, and lo-fi indie pop all the way from Athens, Georgia from Gianna Justice um, so the best costume again wins prizes and coffee and booze are on sale and they uh, invite you to get your freak on that's Friday and I'm sure that's what everyone's aiming for with their Halloween events cosy
<laughs> Is anyone else hungry? I, I know I've had lunch, but I, I could eat a horse. Uh, I don't think mm. we've got any horses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can get some. I have some veg left over from lunch. Yeah. Fancy some? Mm, no, I'm alright. So, have you guys got your pumpkins ready for Halloween? No, not not entirely, no. I'm going to be thinking of decorating munchkin pumpkins instead of <laughs> big ones. That's so cute. Um, but if you uh, are more prepared than we are, and you're already thinking about carving your pumpkin, uh, make sure to make use of the flesh and the seeds inside. Mm, flesh. Yeah, that <laughs> delicious pumpkin flesh uh, inside the pumpkin and turn it into a delicious meal. If, like me, you're lacking inspiration as to what to use your pumpkin for, why not head down to the Oxford Pumpkin Festival, which has already started and is going on until the 6th of November. It's being run by Good Food Oxford, which is a network for a better food system in Oxford. The Oxford Pumpkin Festival was launched in 2014 and... The Pumpkin Rescue, which is a hashtag, incidentally, has taken the UK by storm. It's basically spread across the UK to 23 other towns and has even crossed over to the USA, which is incredible. They've managed to save a whopping 25 tonnes of pumpkin from landfill, which is just Uh, extraordinary. So they're rescuing the innards of the pumpkins that people carve? Yep, Uh, just so it's not thrown away and like goes to waste and it's also to encourage you um, to think about your food waste more generally sure. but pumpkins oh, cool. is a good start <laughs> I chatted to Hannah Jacobs from Good Food Oxford about the festival so what's on? so much is on <laughs> there's really something for everyone like you don't even have to like food makes <laughs> <laughs> not that much sense <laughs> Um, so we got two weeks of events and we kicked off last Saturday uh, with a special pumpkin menu at the Tell Street Kitchen. Mm. We have everything from kaling to a gig night to cook-ups uh, to mini festivals to bonfires. There's a tour of the Botanic Gardens and there's also a really special event which I want to say a bit more about. Um, which is an alternative Halloween dress-up trick-or-treating session. Um, and this is being organised by Oxford Bricks hub and instead of going around and knocking on people's doors and demanding a trick or treat they're doing all the same dressing up and knocking but they're asking for a donation for the food bank that's brilliant which I think it's a really cool idea it's such a great idea and it might be slightly weird having sort of grown adults knocking on your door <laughs> dressed up give me your sweets yes, very tall children <laughs> that's a really brilliant idea it'd be great if um, more children were encouraged to do that exactly because really. I mean again like trick-or-treating you end up with a lot of food that probably won't get eaten because yeah. you know kids are picky about sweets and it's a good good alternative yeah brilliant and something fun for students to do as well yes I think they're doing it as their like Halloween like pre-drinking session so rather than like going to the pub they're going on a food bank drive Aww. and then they're all going to go out so fantastic <laughs> great, great. Um, getting the students where they're already at <laughs> listen to the Lovely. full Otscast Extra interview to hear what recipes she recommends trying out and how you can reduce your food waste so that's the Oxford Pumpkin Festival which has already started and is running until the 6th of November. It's taking place at various places across the city, and I think most of the events are free. (laughs) 
So, um, from uh, light Halloween to full, full-on death now, uh, <laughs> seem to be a lot of events that are um, related to death more generally. Uh, so we've got Kicking the Bucket Festival, um, which is uh, starting now and going on till the 13th of November. And this is a festival about living and dying, aimed to take the fear out of the future and <laughs> what it may hold for all of us in the end. Um, so they have lots of events going on, including the Mexican Day of the Dead altar, uh, where members of the Mexican community in Oxford show how they commemorate the dead in their community, those who've died. Uh, that's at the Story Museum on October the 29th, um, 10 till 5, and the 30th, uh, 11 till 4. Uh, also at the Story Museum, we've got an event, How Dead Are the Dead in Funny Bones? <laughs> Bones. How death represented to children. So, um, yeah, fascinating topic. Obviously quite a difficult thing to talk about initially. I, I guess a lot of people have experience of pets dying when they're little. That's how they talk about it. But Funny Bones, a lovely book by um, the Albergs. So, um, I remember so. watching them on telly. Yeah. yeah. With their little skeleton dog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that's at the Story Museum on October the 27th, that's this Thursday, 6.30pm, £7 or £5 concession. Thinking a bit more laterally now. Uh, a Woman Killed with Kindness. Um, this is a student um, staging of a ancient 17th century play, um, a rare staging, and that's uh, this week, uh, it's on till Saturday, um, 7.30pm, Burton Taylor. Uh, then there's a ghost going on at the new theatre, uh, pottery, you know. Um, that's Monday the 31st of October <laughs> to Saturday the 5th of November, 7.30pm, plus Wednesday and Saturday matinees. It's got a, um, Sarah Harding from that, that band, I, I, I can't remember. Girls Aloud. Ah, oh, Girls Aloud. My brain's not working today. Um, and then finally, Oxcavation. Uh, museums at, um, sorry, that's a Museums at Night family event. Can you help identify a mysterious skeleton unearthed beneath the West Gate? Uh, that's on Saturday, October the 29th, 5pm to 8.30pm. Um, so the, I think the museum's open late on last entry, 7.30pm. Uh, that's a free event. Um, yeah, lots, lots of seem, things seem to be about death at the moment, Miss Mysterious. As if they'd planned it or Almost something. Almost as if they'd planned it, yes. Oh, I hope they might have. <laughs> Jen, I'm going to have to edit that out, you know. Some chicken I found in the fridge. That's mm. <laughs> <coughs> right, I'll edit out, it's fine. I don't know what's coming from here, it's most, most peckish. Okay, just to keep it breezy now, uh, a trip to the dark shop, um, which is... <laughs> What um, one of Daily Info's little relatives insists on calling the cinema, <laughs> the dark shop, and indeed the content of, of this week's pics is rather dark and macabre. Um, if you're if you are an a person of the younger variety, though, you can enjoy Hotel Transylvania at the Phoenix on Saturday, or the Mummy in Universal Monsters season at the Phoenix on Wednesday. Um, which are like you and PG away and have some fun. Or if you want to see something with a little more bite, uh, Train to Busan is, um, which sounds great, it's opening on Saturday. 
again at the Phoenix. So it's a so it's a live action horror uh, by um, South Korean animation director Sang Ho Yeon, um, and it's full of social commentary and flesh eating zombies, <laughs> which combine wonderfully well. Uh, Unlikely. It's well, I, I, I I know it's 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 mainly fictional, but um, so it wraps up the claustrophobic atmosphere by being set on a high speed train journey that's like several hundred miles, um, and it sounds like a lot of fun. So nice spin on disaster movie stereotypes where you know heroic protagonist is on a journey of self discovery, but this one's a workaholic who shows himself to be terribly un PC and unchivalrous towards people when they're in danger, whereas his daughter keeps showing compassion and trying to help everyone. And it actually sounds really awesome, uh, slightly um, slightly cartoonish, as you can maybe understand from the director's background. Then at the UPP they have uh, fun things going on this week, including the Rocky Horror Picture Show, well the word horror is in the title, and Young Frankenstein um, on Monday at 6.45. Young Frankenstein with the late, wonderful Gene Wilder as Dr... Well, it's actually Dr. Frankenstein, as he keeps <laughs> correcting people. Um, it's not Frankenstein, it's Dr. Frankenstein. Um, and it's all wonderfully hysterical, um, apart from Madeleine Kahn, who appeared in lots of Mel Brooks films and is often much more composed than you'd expect when confronted uh, by the monster. <laughs> and, of course, the role Marty Feldman's physiognomy was made to portray, Igor. Um, <laughs> how, how did he ever play any like normal people? It's nicely OTT and a good antidote to a um, succession of jump scares that characterise horror cinema today. And out of the normal uh, cinemas, or dark shops, now, uh, at the cellar on Sunday, as part of their Cinema Under the Stairs hmm. events series, um, showing a double bill of John Carpenter's Halloween, the original, and the Blair Witch Project. Again, the So Halloween, which was only made in 21 days would you believe? Gosh. Three weeks uh, in the making. <laughs> and John Carpenter naming all the characters after real people. Um, <coughs> so like Michael Myers uh, was the name of his film distributor. And Sheriff Lee Brackett is, has the same name as the screenwriter who wrote The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. I, I don't know if he got in any trouble for that, but I can imagine <laughs> just... I'll probably replace the names later. <laughs> um, and Carpenter also composed all the music in three days and asked the cast to provide their own wardrobe, which sounds like it's very comfy altogether. <laughs> so yes, that double bells on Sunday at 8 at the cellar, and doors open at 7pm. Lovely. <coughs> You're right, Jen. There's <coughs> something in my throat. <coughs> don't, don't mind me, carry on. <coughs> with the ghoulish theme uh, we thought it was about time that we make our zombie apocalypse page known amongst our good Oxcast listeners that's right, we've spent time writing a strategy for how you can escape the zombie apocalypse or rather how you can survive the zombie apocalypse if it happens it's a very okay. pragmatic choice I'm sure it won't, uh, it's most unlikely all of this is total rubbish mm. well, just in case <laughs> We've got a few sections to cover uh, for the best chance of survival, in our honest opinion. So, you've tied your hair back, you've filled a rucksack with tinned food, remember the tin opener, 
of course, you know, you don't want to starve to death. And make sure you find a ragtag band of survivors who you can trust. So, where should you go? So, you've got to make an immediate choice. Do you stay in the city or do you run for the countryside? Um, Mm. Yes, it's a difficult one because obviously there's going to be a higher population in the city so probably raises the chances of being attacked but also there are more supplies. Yeah. Mm. It's a a tough Mm. call. We're lucky that Oxford is very well connected so you could uh, catch a bus out to rural Oxfordshire or you could head towards London which I think is probably a risk but maybe it'll up the chances of you being uh, saved. I think you'd head to London. There's there's safety in numbers, and you know you want to be around people when this sort of thing's going on. I think that might be a problem. (coughs) That might not necessarily be people. Uh, So you could get the X90 or the Oxford Tube, or just take the train, Um, or you could always head to the Park and Ride and have a selection of unattended cars that you could make use of. (laughs) Not that we encourage any of this in peacetime. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Um, right, so you've decided to stay put in this case. So you need to find useful things and then a safe place. So what do you need when you're being attacked by zombies? Lots of food. Mm-hmm. Food, definitely. Okay. But your friends are throughout the... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just too, you know. Um, okay, let's start with food. So Oxford Central Tesco is opposite a graveyard. Which oh, yeah. makes it a little awkward because uh, you might get probably raises the chance of you being attacked. Mm. Also, lots of people might do the same thing. Mm. So, uh, I mean, try your luck, but it's also considering um, Oxford's allotments and other uh, eateries. You could always just nip into the back of a kitchen somewhere. Uh, what else should you take with you to your base? Well, just trying to think of how to arm myself, and I can't think past Shaun of the Dead with his record collection. <laughs> well, you're on the right lines there. So, um, our writer of this article recommends the Pit Rivers for this. <laughs> so, they've got uh, lots of useful devices for making light and fire, which, um, when the electricity runs out, um, it's also possible to arm yourself from the upper gallery because oh. they have a very impressive collection of weapons. So, you can have harpoons and bows for distant shots. Axes, blades for close quarter combat, and knuckle dusters and wrist knives for uncomfortably close quarter combat. No. Yes. <coughs> Jen, I'm a bit worried about you. Should go to the doctors, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see about that in a minute. <laughs> mm. uh, cool. Uh, also, Although the apocalypse may sound really fun, there's probably going to be long periods of time when you're really bored. So it's worth raiding the Bodleian Library for some reading material <laughs> before heading out. You never know, they might have a book on surviving the zombie apocalypse. There might be some sort of cure there. Wouldn't surprise me. Possible. They have every book published in England since 1610. It's very impressive. Right, you've got all your supplies and you're ready to find a base. Luckily, we've got lots of medieval and neoclassical architecture, so there are lots of buildings with tall walls and thick, lockable wooden doors. <laughs> so, you're probably going to be there for a while, so it's worth finding uh, access to clean water. Luckily, many of the colleges in Oxford have access to rivers and streams, and so it's a case of choosing a college. 
do you go for one with a harvestable form of livestock, so maudlin, or <laughs> one with large defensible walls, new college? Um, the problem with a location such as this is lots of other people have had the same idea. And um, people. Yes, people. Yeah, yes, Jen. Um, so very good. People are very good. Yeah, people in general are, are good, but I, I, I'm not sure about in this sort of situation. Um, so try and find a base which has not already been claimed by people you cannot vet. Uh, yeah. Um, mm, uh, vets. I don't see what's... Okay. I've uh, sourced some additional tips um, to help you survive. Uh, make sure to stay fit and healthy during the apocalypse, or perhaps <coughs> use performance-enhancing drugs to make sure you outrun the competition. Uh, zombies tend to attack when you're at your most vulnerable, so on the loo. Ah. So maybe go in pairs, like most ladies do anyway, and, or check every cubicle before doing your business. Cool. Make sure to travel light, uh, check the back seat of cars, and wear a seatbelt when driving. <laughs> So on to one of the most important questions. How does one kill a zombie? So as dictates, you should remove the head or destroy the brain. Okay. Um, but this also raises an ethical question of should you kill zombies because really they're just people with a nasty disease. Well, are they going to are they going to be people again or are they just going to uh, remain disease? I don't know. It depends on the apocalypse, I think. Okay. Just have to see. Mm. My final tip is spotting a zombie. Okay. Uh, so you want to uh, look out for uh, slow-moving people, um, people who are moaning a lot, uh, a soulless expression. Jen, you're looking a bit vacant. Uh, reduced cognitive function. So. Uh, yeah. Um, if they're attracted to loud noises and bright lights, that's, that's not a good sign either. And if they're hungry for flesh. So that concludes this week's Otscast. Remember to follow us. We're on Twitter, Facebook yeah, and Instagram at Daily Oxford. Uh, you can also subscribe to the podcast to get it delivered to your device My God, every week. changing! See you next week. Now, Michael, now! I'm sorry, Jack. Is she dead? I, I, I think so. I don't it, know how I feel about that, really. No, are you right? You look like you're bleeding. No, no, I just scratched. That's a scratch. I don't know where that came from. I'm fine.